If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy. And you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch, the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves. I'm Emily. I am too scared to watch scary movies. <laughs> I'm Henley. I'm too scared normally, but this week I watched the goddamn movie. Oh, oh fucking God. spoiler alert. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I really spoiled shit out of this podcast. <laughs> I'm Sammy, and I like watching scary movies. <sighs> There we are. Uh, just this week affirmed uh, for me, you guys, I do not like watching them. I just don't like it. I had the opposite experience. You liked it. She likes it. She loves it. I loved it. Well, how about what were our what were our weeks like? Um, we don't need to ask <laughs> if anything scary happened because everything scary is happening always. Um, but aside from that, how we doing? Pretty fucking scary week. Yeah, um, not a great week. <laughs> not a great week. Um, but just to add to everyone's anxiety, I would like to put forth the theory. I would love for <laughs> listeners to write in if they have any thoughts. Write um, in, please. Um, but um, this week, um, I don't know if you guys remember, but last week, Tim, my fiance, got stung by a bee and it was horrible. Um, this week, my mom got my mom got stung by a wasp. And I don't know. If people who are really closely listening remember Emily's stories about uh, about the bees. I did have bees. Coming in and out of the house, like left and right, lots of bees. Um, I'm just wondering if bees are responsible for all of this. Like, if they- Interesting. <laughs> what a conspiracy. We They've been under attack for too long and they thought, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to attack the humans. Bees were being killed off by humans and they were like, um, we're not taking this anymore. We're going to take a stand. And um, they've fought back, I think, pretty diligently and fairly. And attacking only your <laughs> loved ones. <laughs> if anyone has similar bee stories, let us know. Uh, listeners, if you've been stung by a wasp or bee lately, let us know. And particularly if you're directly related to Henley that would be helpful for us to know <laughs> not just oh, you boy. your loved ones too your loved ones too <laughs> give us a six degrees of separation from Henley <laughs> when you tell us please because we, we need to know okay what about you guys what happened to you this week I got something in the mail like a tax form that informed me that I owe tax on a $16,500 nuclear reactor. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? No. Yeah, no, I'm 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 just as confused as you guys. Are. This is like when Con- <laughs> this is like when Condoleezza Rice emailed me. Is that who was no Susan Rice? Susan Rice. <laughs> Condoleezza Rice. <laughs> God, I wish Condoleezza Rice had emailed you. Oh, I wish you. it was Condoleezza. <laughs> this one's that's this is similar. 
It's definitely strange and a mistake for sure. (laughs) (laughs) But it actually is somewhat grounded in my reality because it's from Japan and it was during a project where we were working on something for airplanes. So I think it is something to do with that. I think they might have sent an airplane part to my boss and maybe think that they sent it to me. But I don't know how to fucking like... Why would deal, your why would your boss have, why would your boss have purchased a nuclear reactor yeah, under no, your name? <laughs> I mean, Who's your I, boss? I have a lot of questions. I have many of my own. Many of my own. Does it literally say nuclear reactor in it the does. letter? It does. <laughs> this is this is not real. This is a scam. <laughs> it says nuclear reactor valued at sixteen thousand five hundred, which seems honestly pretty low for a nuclear reactor. I wouldn't know. What's the going rate? I don't know. It sounds affordable. Sounds affordable. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so I'll just have some... uh, Luckily, tax day has been pushed. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I have some time to figure it out. I hope no one from the North Korean government's listening to this right now. If they find out that nuclear reactors are going for 16K... (laughs) They are our main fan base, is the North Korean government. Yeah, it's about 25% of our listener base is in North Korea. Mm-hmm. I get the stats we'll specifically post, we'll, within the government. We'll post that demographic <laughs> later. <laughs> what about you, Emily? How's Eben? You know, I did get nervous. I wasn't hearing him as much. He's gotten quieter, but he's definitely still kicking. Um, but he has gotten quieter, and I was concerned. Um, but I think he's still hanging on. So you know, we're we're good. We've gotten into a groove. Yeah, um, good, 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 good. A sort of scary, but not really. It's just I'm just going to talk about it because this is my podcast. Um, is <laughs> I did a past lives spiritual reading yesterday. Ooh. Whoa! Yeah, I had bought, I had purchased it months in advance. Um, for my upcoming birthday, I was like, that'll be fun. I'll do that. Um, and then it just ended up happening during this this time. So I had a Zoom call yesterday, past lives reading, and. It was fascinating. Wow. It was fascinating. Was it just you and one other person doing the it reading? It was just me and the reader, yeah. And I sat with her and she was like, okay, I'm going to start it off. With, and she already was like, okay, yeah, I hear you. Like, my, my, my team was like trying to give her messages about me because everybody has a team of people who have oh. been with your like soul throughout your lifetime that continue to guide you and like be there for you was like essentially the, the whole deal about it and um i won't go into all of it um i gotta know at least one of those past lives i'm gonna you my dearest friends i will tell i will tell at another time but um for the listeners um sorry you're not my dearest friends Um, oh my god (laughs) you're close and i love you Uh, (laughs) um, she's only talking to the north korean government right now I'm specifically, yes, I'm specifically talking to the North. Hey, North Korean government officials, you're not my closest friends. No, you can't know about her past lives. Fuck you. The most recent past life. I'll tell you my two, my two past lives. My most recent past life is I was a puppeteer uh, in France during <gasps> World War II. Oh, my what? God. I can see So it. I put on puppet shows for the children to distract them from the horrors of World War II. Oh, my God. I and can then see it. And then before that, I was, as she said, a rebellious nun (laughs) (gasps) Um, in Spain in the 1400s. I was a little rebellious nun and I broke out of the convent 
So, and then there was, you know, all sorts of other little fun tidbits. Wow. It was fascinating. It was a fascinating experience. I want to do this. This makes me believe in it because I, no two things have ever sounded exactly more like your past <laughs> lives. <laughs> I kind of feel like. Yeah, it was really. Like, I'm, I'm sold. The journey that my soul has taken up until this point to reach me now, I was like, yeah, that sounds right. That sounds like what my soul has been up to. You would be a really good puppeteer. Thank you so and, much. And a good I did, rebellious uh, nun. I did immediately. I do feel like a rebellious nun in a way. In a way. Um, I did look up puppet making after our after our call and it, it looks really hard. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. But I did it in a past life. So I can only think being John Malkovich. Have you seen that? You should watch it. And maybe you'll maybe it'll bring up some some memories. He is a puppeteer in it. Ooh. John Cusack's character. Right. Cusack? Right. Yes, yes, yes. John Cusack. Cusack. Yeah. Cusack. Um, so I'll be ruminating on my my past lives and my spiritual guides for a little while here now. So that's me. That's what's up with me. I love it. Um, well, another uh I don't know. Sounds witchy, I guess. I'm trying to think of a transition Ooh. here. <laughs> My rebellious nun did break out of the convent and seemingly um, become some sort of like pagan <laughs> leader. So witchy. Go. So that's why this week's movie. <laughs> that's why. That's exactly why um, we planned it exactly because of this. Um, mm-hmm. But this week we're doing the Blair Witch Project. Ooh, I'm so excited. It came out in 1999, written and directed by Daniel Merrick and Eduardo Sanchez, starring Heather Donahue, Michael C. Williams, and Joshua Leonard. And on Amazon, it says Michael K. Williams. This is stupid, but Michael Kenneth Williams is the name of the actor who plays Omar in The Wire. And so I like turned it on so excited that Omar from The Wire was in this movie. <laughs> And then I was really disappointed. <laughs> it's not Drat. Michael C. Williams. Um, but yeah, Henley and I both watched it separately from the safety of our own homes. Mm-hmm. I can't believe it. I can't believe it, Henley. Henley watched it just hours ago. <sighs> I watched it, yeah, during the daytime. Couldn't watch it at night. So glad I didn't watch it at night. Thank mm. God. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what to say about it, except that I hated it. I hated every second. <laughs> 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 uh, I I had never seen it. Henley, you've actually seen it before, right? No, 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 <laughs> no, I, no, no. I have read so much about it that oh, I was okay, like, I okay. might as well watch it because I feel like I know a lot about it already. Um, it was filmed in Maryland, where I'm from originally, mm. and so I think when it came out, too scared. I was I was like nine or whatever, and um, I think I was like very obsessed with knowing whether it was real or not so i feel like i've read a lot that about it and know thing. a lot about it yeah yeah i guess we were, i guess we were pretty young when it came out i'd never I yeah didn't 99 think about is early i would have mm-hmm. been 10 <laughs> i would have been a mere eight <laughs> <laughs> so you probably didn't see it in theaters did you emily <laughs> no certainly not certainly not <laughs> um but i have i have older siblings and they saw it and i, I remember jenna saw it in theaters and holy Jenna shit that's crazy thought it was real 
I mean, of course you did. They they went to such great lengths to make to you make think it, it was real. To make it real. Yeah. And it was before everything, all information was just readily available on the internet and you could just Google right. it and find right. out. Um, was this so the first really it was found real. footage film? No, but it was kind of the one that, that made them popular. I read in this article, in this New York Times article, I don't know whether you read the same one, Sammy, that the film historians credit Ru- Ru- Ruggiero Diodato's 1980s thriller Cannibal, Cannibal Holocaust, Holocaust, baby. Yes, as the first Cannibal Holocaust. <laughs> so yes. there's a movie called Cannibal Holocaust. I don't know if I want to watch that. That sounds I horrible. I think I do, but I think it's quite a uh, torture porny, as you might be able to glean Ooh. from the title. Mm, cannibal Holocaust. <laughs> no, not Cannibal name. Holocaust. No. But yeah, Blair Witch was the first one to make it more popular. Yeah. It just, yeah, the timing was right. Oh, yeah, this is what I was saying last night, is that if I could time travel, it's like, number one, kill Hitler. Number two, make the first found footage horror film. (laughs) 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 Because it's such a fucking, like, they made so much money. I mean, so... They made so much money. This movie cost 60000 to make, and it made... insane. It made $248 It's so much money. I will. I would like to say that one thing about this movie that I think is true is that it's definitely scarier if part of you thinks it's real. It, knowing it's fake makes it honestly a little boring to watch. Just gonna say, I, that. interesting. I was pretty scared. I had a good time watching it, and I have some thoughts that I'll share with you at the end. I think part of me was as a defense mechanism was like, "Fuck this." This is stupid. This is fake. This is fake shit. Look at these actors running through these the woods. Fucking actors. <laughs> fake. Fake. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. Hi, everybody. It is cocktail hour, and this week's cocktail is an amaretto sour. Oh my god, that rhymed. <laughs> this cocktail doesn't really have anything to do with the Blair Witch, but it is Emily's birthday this week, and Emily and I have really been loving amaretto sours lately, so. I thought we would share the recipe with you. To make this cocktail, you will need two ounces of Disarono Amaretto Liqueur, one ounce of fresh squeezed lemon juice, a dash of Angostura bitters, and a half an ounce of egg white. You will shake all ingredients with ice and strain back into the shaker and dry shake without ice and then fine strain into an ice-filled glass and garnish with a lemon slice and a Luxardo Maraschino Cherry. Ooh, this drink is so good. I highly recommend it. If you have Disarono, great. If not, add it to your list the next time you can safely go to the store. Cheers. This is one of the first horror movies to like enter my awareness, I feel like. This movie was a big deal. It was a big deal, and I was... Um, young and and like remember being so scared by the idea of this movie and it has remained I think we're, I like I wanted to hear about this movie because it's like stands in my mind as such a huge deal of a movie um, yeah I'm curious what it'll be like when I actually hear what happens but well it's like a seminal like idea of a horror movie for me it was one of the first times that yeah, something in popular culture went to great lengths to create like an entire world that fans could access if they really wanted to. So like they put together a website that had a ton of like fake archival right. information and like newspaper articles and um 
They even, I didn't realize they did this, but a week before the wide release of the movie, they um, released a separate fake documentary about Blair Witch on the sci-fi channel that did not say that it was fiction. They made it sound like it was a documentary. So people... That's cool! What a good marketing campaign! The marketing for this is what made it make so much money because they just, they literally everywhere said it's a true story. On IMDb, they listed the actors as deceased, dead. (laughs) They said missing, presumed dead. Missing, presumed dead. Like, everything was just played as if it was 100% real. So were the actors, like, not allowed to go to the premiere? <laughs> I think they were, they were not allowed to go to the premiere. It premiered at Sunday. And they weren't allowed to work again for, like, a oh my year. God. Oh, my God. Can you imagine you get a lead in a huge movie and you have to pretend that you're dead? <laughs> <laughs> it's what insane. What a nightmare. Um, the families of the, the three main actors got, like, sympathy cards from family friends being like, I'm so sorry that you're children have died like everyone and that is now a major motion picture (laughs) um a trivia that is on imdb we love the imdb trivia don't we that's what we go to uh some behind the scenes for the listeners we use imdb trivia (laughs) here's a trivia that really makes me laugh okay one of the video cameras used by the actors was bought at circuit city after filming was completed, the producers returned the camera for a refund, <laughs> making their budget money go even further. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> so they it. got like a hundred bucks back on a Circuit City video camera, which also like, you assholes, you used it to shoot a movie. Like, don't return it. <laughs> Remember Circuit City? Hardly. I was a Best Buy gal. <laughs> I don't really Me have any other not. trivia. Another one is that it was an, it was only a, what was your joke? I missed it. Me and Adnan. <laughs> it was a good one. I saw her really laughing Thank to her you. own joke, Thank and I was like, asking. "I think I gotta, I think I gotta rewind." I really laughed at my own joke about a murderer. Yeah, well, it was well, a good one. We won't know. Thank you. He definitely did it. <laughs> Really? Um, this is a discussion for. Later. I don't think so. I, I don't know I don't that think. I know. Oh, I, I feel pretty confident he did. Carol Baskin, I think she's innocent. I'm all <gasps> about the the unpopular takes, guys. Look at this <laughs> underdog uh, theoreticist. Yep. Theoreticist. I no. think it was her boyfriend who like worked at that eyeglass store. Jay. It was definitely that guy who no. killed spend her. The entirety of this episode unpacking cereal. <laughs> Adnan's innocent. I disagree. I, I, I haven't. I haven't watched any or listened to any of the follow up stuff, so I don't know. Yeah, you gotta. You gotta read Is that follow up interview watch? with Jay. Yeah, Jay was interviewed <gasps> later. That's what I'm gonna do after we're done recording. I gotta go. Actually, I gotta go. And <laughs> I gotta go. Let's wrap <laughs> I gotta this up, go, you guys. I'm deeply attached to Adnan's guilt or innocence, and I've gotta go. <laughs> this has gotten to be too like, much for me emotionally. <laughs> Um, oh no okay no i just have a few more interviews to squeeze in here squeeze them in is that um the the script that they wrote was only 35 pages long because they wanted ample room for improvisation um uh, that's actually all i have uh just uh just the making of the movie is interesting because some of the stuff was not communicated to the actors like they actually also thought that the Blair Witch was like a real legend. Um, mm. It's all made up. 
so they thought it was real and they thought when they were interviewing the townspeople that they were interviewing actual townspeople but the townspeople were also actors so just kind of a fun you know some of the time the actors also are having real reactions they also were the possible. ones who actually i mean it's found footage so this makes sense but they were the actors were the ones who were actually holding the cameras Filming. yeah i i really don't know anything about this movie other than it's found footage and it's they're in the woods that's pretty much it that's all you need to know <laughs> we're gonna tell you the rest we're gonna fill in the <laughs> blanks for you um, should we watch that baby. trailer? Let's watch yeah, a trailer. Let's watch it. Heck yeah. This is my home, which I am leaving the comforts of for the weekend to explore the Blair Witch. I can see you. I'm real excited about this. Thank you for I'm the opportunity. I'm very glad. This area's been haunted by that old woman. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know why you have to have every conversation on video. Because we're making a documentary. Not about us getting lost. We're making a documentary about a witch. We're I don't. Lost? Admit that first. No, I know we're not lost. They're all over the place. But how do we know it was people? Well, even if it wasn't, I'm not going to play with that either. And it's all because of me that we're here now. <laughs> Hungry. And cold. And hunted. I just want to apologize to Mike's mom and Josh's mom and my mom. Tell me where you are, Josh! Let's get into talking about this goddamn movie. It's a short movie. movie. It's like an hour 20, right? The rough cut was two and a half hours. Thank fucking God they cut it down to Whoa. an hour and a half. Because this movie would be bad at two and a half hours for sure. Um, I okay, yeah, let's get into it. Um, it's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet. So you get a box of the market's best quality wines, however often you'd like, for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. 
that's a hundred dollars off and less than seven dollars per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary code and password too scary for a hundred dollars off your first six bottles. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So we open on some text. I'll, t- I'll start. We open on some text that says, On October of 1994, three student filmmakers disappeared in the woods near Burkittsville, Maryland, while shooting a documentary. A year later, their footage was found. Interesting. 94. This movie came out in 99? Yes. So that kind of adds to the hmm. like real feeling of it it's like oh it like took us a while to like get the story together and edit their footage like it was missing for a while Mm -hmm. also seems like the people who sent condolences cards weren't that close to the family right (laughs) (laughs) Right. it's been five years you didn't know that they were alive or dead they're like oh my god i saw your daughter at the grocery store she's alive i can't believe i didn't realize five years ago your daughter died i'm so sorry she's alive um so yeah so it starts out it's very the aesthetic is very you know lo-fi all um obviously found footage like but also like low quality 90s cameras camcorders yeah exactly one's Um, black and white and one is in color yes and it starts out with heather donahue and i guess it's um uh josh josh is her friend show she's she's like welcome to my home i'm packing to leave for the weekend i'm going to out to explore the blair witch i feel like you already said but what part of the country does this take place in maryland it's in maryland but it's in like it's in like it's in rural maryland i guess they go to they go to pick up josh i can't remember when but one of her heather's first lines is hey it's mr punctuality (laughs) <laughs> anyway, that's just like a good launching pad for her, her general tone for the first like eighty percent of the movie, I'd yeah. say. Um, and uh, so yeah, so then Josh and Heather go. They drive to pick up Mike. Mm-hmm. Mike is leaving his parents' house. They haven't. Mike and Heather at least haven't met each other before. I don't know if Mike and Josh are supposed yeah, to know each other. Yeah, I think maybe Mike and Josh know each other, and and Heather's like. She's super, it's clearly her project. She's super, um, like, excited about it and really high energy. Yeah, we get, like, a controlling vibe from her pretty quick. Like, she likes, Mm -hmm. she's in charge. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But in, like, a really, kind of, like, in, like, a dorky, like, fifth grade teacher type of way. Yeah. Like, come on, guys, this is what we're doing. Like, ah! (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's, like, very intense. Um... And they go grocery shopping to prepare for their camping trip. There's some fun close-up shots of some marshmallows, which I found weirdly realistic. (laughs) It does do a good job making it, I mean, because they are. It's, again, the actors that are filming. And so it is, Mm -hmm. it does feel really real, I think, from start to finish. 
Like it just yeah. feels like three three dorks with two cameras. <laughs> <laughs> three dorks, uh, two cameras. One and witch. One witch. <laughs> um the fir- they do their first shot, which is in a cemetery that's I guess right outside of Burkittsville, Maryland, where um Heather does this very kind of dramatic reading on screen about like there's this myth and uh, no one knows, and there's a surprising number of children in this cemetery. Um, it's very like affected when she's on camera. Yeah, yeah like yeah, overly dramatic. And she says an unusually number, an unusually high number of children died here, mostly in the 1940s, and like nobody mm-hmm. really talks about it. And then that was their first shot, and they're really excited. They got their first shot. There's a lot of um, pretty. They all kiss and lick the slate, and in coronavirus times, I was like, oh, we can't be doing that. (laughs) We can't be doing that. No, no, no. Never lick anything again. I'll never lick anything again. (laughs) I'll never lick a thing. Um. (laughs) Um, And then they, like, start interviewing some townspeople, and it kind Mm -hmm. of is cutting between a few, like an old man, a middle-aged woman, and, like, a a clerk at a store and she's basically just asking everyone like what have you heard about the Blair Witch and some of them are like oh yeah that that old why is it called the Blair Witch oh they say so so Burkittsville used to be called Blair the former town the name of the town is Blair and then some of the younger people are like oh yeah that's like what my mom used to always tell me like if I don't go to bed uh, the Blair Witch is going to come get me like she's the boogeyman of the town. I was a little confused. Uh, there was because there are two different mythologies going around. There was one about the witch, a woman. And then there was another talking about someone named Mr. Pyre. I think they're intertwined, Henley. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they are. <laughs> <laughs> um, but one thing that they said about Mr. Pyre was that he would um, kill two boys at a time and he would make one of them stand in the corner while he killed the other Facing one. The oh, my wall. God. This yeah. is like a town legend. Well, what he says is Mr. Parr was came down from his cabin in the woods and said, I'm finally done. And they didn't know what he meant. And they searched his cabin and they found dead bodies of seven young boys. <gasps> And they say they he would make them go in two at a time. That doesn't add up to seven for me personally. No, it doesn't. <laughs> for, you personally, for me personally, a group of twos doesn't add up to seven. But you know what? Math is, sub- math is subjective, so let's not dwell on it. It's a little problem I had with this particular moment. Bumped for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, he would make one of them face a corner while he killed the other one. Um, yikes! I'll come back to why I think those are related. Then they they hear about a woman named Mary Brown who, as a young girl, was taken um and disappeared for three days and then returned. Um, and they said she was. People say she's crazy, and people you know didn't know what. That's happened not Mary to her Brown. She, oh, it's not two different people. Wait. Uh oh. Yes, so Mary Brown, they're like Mary Brown's like the town crazy lady and she ha- she's she's the only one that's like seen the Blair Witch. Um but then mm. later we come to that 3-day lady. That's the fisherman that tell that story a little later. 
Okay, well, they go to so interview Mary Brown. Mary Brown. Yeah. Who has seen the Blair Witch. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And she's living in a trailer uh, in the woods and um, has kind of like a freaky homemade gate to her house. <laughs> freaky and gate? It's like made out of twigs. It's made out of twigs. Oh, scary. Okay, scary. Yeah, freaky. Um, and <laughs> they... Uh, she said that her and her dad would go down to the creek to go fishing. fishing. Mm-hmm. And um, she was like laying ha- by the creek and felt mm-hmm. something touching her arm mm-hmm. and looked up. You go. <laughs> <laughs> she looked up and uh, she saw <laughs> she saw a woman's arms that was covered in hair like horse hair. Like it dense was all black hair, dense black, black hair, like a coat of hair. Then mm-hmm. and then and she, Heather is like, "You mean like fur?" And she's like, "Yeah, kind of like fur." And then she had like a white robe-ish thing on, and then stood up and opened her robe, and was covered in more hair, like head to toe covered in like horse hair, is how she describes it. <laughs> what? <laughs> Um, uh, and then she asked her what her face looked like, and she said her face was just like strange. scary looking. Yeah. Um, and then they all get in the car. Heather and Mike and Josh all get in the car afterwards, and they're, and they're like, really just like they ripping on this immediately start woman. making fun of her, and they're like, "Oh, Mary Brown! Like she said, like she's a scientist. Horsey she's lady. like <laughs> she's like writing a book. And I guess like all these things happened off camera where she like told her all her." various Wait, I careers. I wrote them down because they were funny. Yeah, let's <laughs> hear them. felt like a real thing that a crazy person would tell you. It's true. Um, <laughs> they, she said she told them she was a ballerina. Mm-hmm. She was a historian and she was a scientist doing research for the Department of Energy. <laughs> <laughs> Three adjectives no one will fight you on. I'm like, all right. Why, yes, I am a ballerina and I am a historian. <laughs> Coincidentally, guys, I'm also those things. Just as an FYI, those, know, and a those are your the the three previous past lives, but before none. Ballerina and historian, Department of Energy <laughs> scientist. <laughs> um, so they go back to their hotel and they're like drinking some scotch and celebrating their first day of filming. They're like, "Ooh, a successful first day!" and she kind of is like, tomorrow's going to be a lot harder because we're going to be like hiking a lot into the woods. Um, so like, let's not get too drunk. And they're supposed to be like in their 20s, right? They're I think young? so. They're, it's, I think they're, it says they're student filmmakers. So I believe they are like okay. in college or recently out of college, maybe. But yeah, they're young. And next day they drive out to the woods and um, they come across two fishermen that they stop and interview and the fishermen say some more little town legends they're asking them the same questions what have you heard about Blair Witch and they're like in the 1800s a woman named Robin Weaver wandered into the woods went missing for three days and came back three days later on her like parents doorstep and was like mumbling about the woman whose feet never touched the ground Mm mm-hmm then they keep they keep driving they're like deep into the woods and they park off on the side of the road and um uh start hiking 
They throw on their packs. And they Their packs look very heavy. They're enormous. Huge packs. Huge packs. <laughs> it's so big. Really heavy packs. Hey, man, if you're really going to hike, that pack is full of stuff. Yeah, it's got their tents. It's got their clothes. It's got everything. It's got the, all their food. Tents, clothes, food, water. I mean, mm-hmm. a, a, hi- mm-hmm. a legit hiking pack is Are, a big deal. Have either, mm-hmm. either of you guys done a big hiking thing? Ever? No! <laughs> I, Fuck I no. went backpacking a couple year year ago, two years ago, in a place called Desolation Wilderness, and it snowed and was icy the whole time. <gasps> That's awful. Really I would not ever take a trip to Desolation Wilderness. It's near Lake Tahoe. <laughs> I know. I can't believe it. It was in May, and it was so cold. We, like, camped on literally ice. It was so cold. I we couldn't a make point- a fire. I reached a point recently in my adult life where, like, I like nature, but I don't need to. I don't need to be a person who camps. I'm like, I've settled on that. Every time I camp, I'm certain that I'm going to die, and it's not fun for me. Yeah, I don't need to do it. It's not for me. I I reached a point in adulthood where I realized I don't have to be a woman who likes to camp. It's acceptable to not to not like to camp. Um, And support that. Wow, it was such a release. Yeah, I think I still need to I get just there. I know I don't have to pretend. I, I'm envious because I feel like a part of my brain is still trying to convince me, like, you should like this. <laughs> and no. I don't. I love to be comfortable. I love nature. Both can exist. I'm going to get a lot of negative comments oh on Oh, my this. God. Watch our our r- reviews just plummet. The North Korean government is going to have a field day <laughs> with these comments. This American doesn't even like to camp. I just, I tried it. And there are merits to camping for sure. But in general, it's not for me. Yeah. Not Agreed. Fine. Um, fine. Well, they'll be doing some camping. Heather okay, and Josh and Mike. Yeah, we're just that. getting to we're just getting <laughs> they to can the do beginning that. of fine. their camping experience. I can accept that for them. Um, um, yeah, so they're they're walking around. They are hiking for a while, and they get to a point where Heather's like, "Here we are. This is it. This is it." And they make it to Coffin Rock. Mm-hmm. Not a great name. Where Heather does an- yet another dramatic reading in front mm-hmm. of the camera, mm-hmm. and it's. Um, pretty horrible she talks about how uh there were five men well first of all where is she reading this from it's just like a myth i guess or yeah i think it's more just legend no i think this one is actually like um documented like research she had done before doing this film yeah um she says that at this rock um it's where five men were discovered who were tied to each other head to toe their insides had been taken out and um someone came across this and it was Wait, and there's also like runes cut into their face like writing and in- cut into their face i didn't like that yeah. part. Ew, ew, ew. no didn't like any of it didn't like any of it um people dis- someone discovered these bodies went back to alert people to tell them what they'd found when they returned the bodies had been removed but the stench of death was still thick in the air so that's what happened at that rock mhm mhm so that's their first little like historical point that they wanted to hit uh heather's all like oh we got cof- coffin rock in the in the books baby done and done mm-hmm. And um, then they're they're continuing to hike and 
they're trying to make their way to the cemetery, right? Or not not the main cemetery that we started at, but the cemetery in the woods. Mm-hmm. Um, That's where Heather's leading them to. Yes. But then it starts to rain and they have to set up camp for the night. Yes. Um, and then it cuts to pretty quickly the next morning. And I think it was Josh who says like, oh, I heard no- noises in the middle of the night. Like I heard an owl. I heard someone cackling. And someone then Mike cackling. is. Yeah, he like casually and, says he heard someone cackling. And Michael's like, if I heard someone cackling, I'd shit my pants. And I just. <laughs> yeah, he was like, I'd be <laughs> liked, so scared. I liked that line. Nobody's, nobody's like scared yet. No, spirits are still up. However, um, on this day, there's some reference to the fact that Heather, they feel like Heather kind of got them lost the day before, Mm -hmm. but then they found the trail. Um, She keeps saying, like, I didn't get you lost. Like, don't worry, we found the trail. Like, and then it starts to begin this kind of back and forth between them. where like, they're not like trusting. Has started to form. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. So they're not really trusting her. But I would say... No, they are not. The seeds of distrust have been planted. However, I would say that this is the fun and games portion (laughs) (laughs) of the film where there's a lot of like joking around and like stupid filming happening. Like they have no reason to be scared yet. They're just sort of like, well, it's annoying me. Like maybe got lost, but they're not freaked out. She's like about them being lost for a second. She's like, oh, well, I'll look back on this and laugh like, haha, who cares? Um, and then they make it ne- to a clearing that has a, a few piles of rocks. Jenga style? Jenga style. Jenga style, baby. And then we cut to night, right? And they're like in their tent. They all sleep in one big tent. Yeah, that sounds horrible to me. There are all three of them are in a tent. They're so close to each other. They're just like right next to each other. Um, Which, like, oof, I don't think is how they would have done it. Like, I'm sure she would have had a separate tent. She would have had her own tent. Because it's, it's not hard to have two tents. <laughs> but not hard. at the same time, with the spooky stuff that's going to happen, I think they would have all ended up in one tent anyways. I would have been scared and been like, I'm coming in your guys' tent. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it cuts to the middle of the night and they start um, hearing stuff around their tent and we hear it too. It sounds like someone's kind of walking. It sounds mm-hmm. like, well, just twigs are kind of breaking. Yeah, it sounds like a and- little, yeah, like walking, branches, moving, twigs. Spooky. Spooky. Something that starts to happen is that um, they are encouraged, like, people do start to get pissed that Heather, like, keeps filming or, like, keeps the light on or whatever Mm -hmm. that's starting to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, But Heather is, like, clearly kind of obsessed with filming everything. Right. So that's, like, one reason why we even have this footage, I would say, is because Heather's kind of, like, really obsessed with just constantly filming everything. And it becomes, like, a real point of contention between everyone, but like she just won't stop. Right. Okay. Um. So the next day they wake up and they're all kind of unsettled from the noises from the night before. And I think they have a little conversation. The potential cackling. Yeah. And they have a little conversation about like, is somebody following us? Like Heather is like, do you think one of your friends that maybe knew we were coming out here is like fucking with us? 
Um, or like townies. Or like yeah, townies they're like, have you seen the us? movie Deliverance? Like, I don't want to fuck with this. Like, someone's fucking with us. And she also, they're also kind of lost. And she, yes. but she, she's, she's insisting they're not lost. She keeps being like, guys, we're only two hours away from the cemetery. Or like, guys, we just need to walk this far and we'll get to the tra- trail. Like, don't worry. And they basically, they wanted to go to Coffin Rock and then they wanted to go to that little cemetery thing. And so now they're trying to go back, right? They're trying to make their way back to the car now. And Mm -hmm. she's like, we're going to go back a different way. And they're like, what the fuck are you talking Mm -hmm. about? Why? Like, why would we go Mm -hmm. into a different part of the woods? And she's like, well, the route that we took here was to see those two things. And then this is the most direct route back, which makes sense. But Mm -hmm. we're getting the feeling that they don't totally know where they are uh-huh okay and now they're getting really mad that she's still filming they're like turn the camera off like let's just get home um mike starts really freaking out mike is like screaming and is pissed at her um and she has this map that she keeps referencing that does seem like a very it seems crazy that she would know where they were on this map yeah to be honest yes they don't have gps <laughs> right i yeah. kept thinking that like there's no way she'd fucking know and this map is also show not a them... real like map. It's like a black and white like. Oh my god, you guys! It gave me such PTSD flashbacks to the time I got lost in Joshua Tree with a group of people that I had never met before. Oh, I hated that story. Oh my god, <laughs> I hate no. that story. It was exactly like that, and so I know what it feels like to be lost with somebody telling you that they know where they're going and they absolutely do not know. And it's mm. let me tell you from personal experience. The most frustrating, frightening experience, and it's so horrible. No, that's <laughs> no, awful. It was. It, it is awful. And they also keep crossing these little rivers, and they have to go on these little. Yes, like, they have to like moldy balance with logs. their big backpacks over logs, over bodies, over rivers, like streams. They're supposed to be able to get back to the car. They can't get back they can't find it so they have to camp another night this is night number three yeah and then they like get in that fight before where they're supposed to be at work the next day Mm -hmm. now it's like this is past their they're past their schedule now and they were supposed to be back Uh at the car they're supposed to be back at the car today the cameras Mm -hmm. are due back tomorrow they have work tomorrow they can't find circuit city (laughs) best buy (laughs) they gotta get it back to circuit city (laughs) best buy better (laughs) adnan's guilty um <laughs> and um and I'm not again. anyway what's happening <laughs> <laughs> so now now they are staying extra time now this is not a, mm-hmm. going according not to good. plan anymore not and good. so they're like well we are n- we don't know where the car is so we're gonna set up camp for another night because it's nighttime now and up until this point we haven't had too many witch interactions right just some like maybe cackling oh emily what a what no. a job. what an observation. <laughs> oh no. We'll circle back. Um so this night they hear more sounds around the camp. Kind of the same um, branches, footsteps type of thing. They're talking about maybe it's just deer. Maybe it could be like a family could of deer. That's deer? what I would think. That's deer. what I would that's yeah. what I would be telling myself. You better believe I'd be like that's that's deer. deer. That's probably deer. That's all that is. However, when they zip open their tent, there are three piles of rocks. The next outside morning, their tent. The next morning, the next morning, mm. uh, the no. same piles of rocks we saw before. Uh, she says, "Like, what are the chances that we would 
because one of them, Mike or Josh's says, um, you know, maybe they were here already. <laughs> and she says, <laughs> you think, um, she says you think we just accidentally by chance pitched the tent Damn. next the to of a bunch of rocks piles. and didn't knock any of them over um they're not on nobody's on good terms anymore i feel like tensions are really ramping up also mm -hmm. mind you yeah not great they're running out of food now at this point mm -hmm. they don't have enough no. food for this day all those marshmallows at the beginning yeah they're on a mm -hmm. diet of strictly marshmallows at this point <laughs> not a lot of food um, um and the real kicker is then heather realizes that the map is gone and she's <gasps> like she's like did someone map. take the map like who took the fucking map like someone took it and i know one of you took josh it. josh is so pissed and josh says this is the most irresponsible thing you could have done you lost the fucking map are you joking and she says, I know, I know, I know. And she's like really mad at herself. At some point they say that they were, or maybe this comes later, that they're going to move south. They're just going to move south until they get to a road somewhere or something. Just walk in one direction. So basically they have to cross, they have to cross two little streams and it's tensions are running high yes. having to cross these little streams. Yes. And then Heather falls in. I guess, and she gets wet. Oh, that's right. And they start. Josh and Mike start laughing really at her. Laughing at her, like really. That's not and nice. it's the first time Mike has really laughed. Yeah. Mike has like not been laughing and not been, um, not been like the jovial sort. And Heather comments on it and is like, "Mike, this is the first time I think I've heard you laugh this whole time." But then she starts to get upset. Cause she feels like they're laughing at her. But they're also both they wet. Is it's like been raining too? And so, just, yeah. It's a much needed uh, reprieve, but it's also yeah, that they're kind of turns, going crazy. Like then it turns like kind of bad, and Mike starts like really laughing like too much, mm -hmm. like really really laughing, and kind of having this like weird mental breakdown laugh situation, mm -hmm. and then he gets really amped up and is starts laughing, and he's like, "You guys want to know something? You want fucking know you something? Know something so funny." Want to know something so fucking funny? I kicked that fucking map into the creek last night. I kicked it into the creek because she didn't know what the, that map. She didn't know what the fuck she was doing with that map. Like <gasps> that map did nothing for us. And they're like, "Is, she, is he kidding? Is he kidding?" Both uh, Josh and Heather are. And like, Mike is the one they didn't know before this. I think Josh mm -hmm. might have known him, but yeah, Mike is the lesser okay. known one. He's not like a close friend of theirs. But they're like, is he fucking kidding? He better be fucking kidding. And then they get into like a full like physical fight. Heather's like mm. screaming at him and Josh starts like hitting him. Um, and it gets really ramped up. But then Heather, I mean, then they I mean, it's realistic in the sense where it gets ramped up. But then immediately they're like, uh, well, we got like, what are we? Gonna yeah, do? we just like, have to. Like, we just have to fucking in the we have to get back yeah. to the fucking car. Like we can't we can't waste time. We can't spend another fucking night out here. We need to find the fucking car. We need to to yeah. keep moving. Ugh. Um, and so they're trying to move God, south. That's fucking stressful. Mm -hmm. They're trying to move south, oh. but then the the sun starts going down, and they have to set up camp again. And it's going to be nighttime. Yeah, it's about to be night, but they are right before the sun goes down. They find all these little um twigs that are tied together hung up in trees that is the blair witch symbol you the guys have all seen it it's on the post stick doll posters thing. everywhere 
Yes. Seen it. Uh, there's a You've whole fucking bunch of them, like strung mm-hmm. up in the woods, like little voodoo looking stick dolls. And they're filming them. And again, Heather can't can't stop filming. And they're like, Heather, we got to go. We're running out of time. And she's like, look at this shit, though. This is this is important. Like, I need to be filming a lot of tension. She's, so annoying. she's annoying. But I thought she was good. I thought that she was well cast. No, she was good. She's supposed to be kind of annoying. Yeah. Um, it's but um, then Mike starts screaming help, which I found more disturbing than like the witch symbols. Right. There's something about like screaming help desperately when you're lost. That's just like, holy shit, things are Being, bad. Again, <laughs> I'm yeah, going to circle back. Alarming. Being lost is really fucking scary. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so scary. The idea of like actually being lost in the woods Witch or no witch is very scary. One thing that she keeps saying in this moment, where she says it now, I think she says it again, like the next couple but days. But she, um, she's like, "We're in America. We're in America. You oh, can't get right. lost in America. It's hard to get lost in America. Hard what to get lost in America." <laughs> she was like, "We've we've oh we've taken over nature. We've built over everything. Like, excuse me, we can't get lost. Yes, we can." And I was like, "Yeah, Heather, bitch, you come can. on." <laughs> No, that's not that how it up. works. <laughs> so they're all. This is America. We don't get lost in America. This is America. <laughs> um, the eagle finds us. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Sam. <laughs> Uncle Sam has our back. Um, so it's night number four. Mm-hmm. Um, Heather finally admits that they're lost. They're lost. And I think Josh. Thank you, Heather, we knew it. Josh says, <laughs> let's not light a fire tonight. First of all, I think it's raining. It's been like raining mm-hmm. on an awful lot of this time. But the first night they couldn't light a fire because it was raining and nothing happened on the first night. The second two nights they lit a fire and both times they heard noises and creepy shit happened. Like um, the rocks being outside the tent or whatever. So Josh says, let's not light a fire tonight and hope that then no one will be able to find us. Okay. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. So so it's just like pitch black. (laughs) Yeah. The next shot is it's just pitch black and they're all freaking out in the tent and they're like, what was that? Like, oh my gosh, you hear that? What was that? Um, There's noises. A a light turns on and they like get out of the tent. There's like a ton of rustling and you can kind of hear in the background very faintly like a little kid laughing. Uh, baby crying baby like scream crying baby scream crying but then the tent the tent shakes like crazy and they all start Mm -hmm. screaming yeah and they all start screaming they run out of the tent they all get out of the tent and then it's this creepy like it's dark and then like a light just on i guess is it heather that the light's on someone's running yeah so it's whoever's running behind heather with the camera that we're seeing and they're um, running through um, weeds and plants, and it, it's really, they're running fast, and it looks really scary. And they're, she, she says, what the fuck is that? What is that? You hear her, like, see something and get scared. And they eventually just drop down, right? They kind of huddle mm-hmm. um, somewhere in the woods, and just, mm-hmm. someone says, turn off the lights and they just huddle together in complete pitch blackness until mm-hmm. the sun rises. Oh mm-hmm. god. So then they wait till the then the sun comes up and they like walk back to the camp. 
um, while the sun's coming up and their camp is kind of fucked up. Like their stuff is everywhere. Josh realizes his stuff has been taken out and like strewn everywhere. And it's covered in this like sticky slime substance. Trivia. It's KY jelly. Oh, nice. (laughs) Of course it is. Thank God for that trivia. (laughs) Thank God. Um, and this is when they're really like Heather t- put, like stop filming. They're really getting angry at her. Like stop fucking filming. And she's just gonna keep filming. She doesn't care. Um, so if I'm them right now, I'm like I'm sleeping during the day. I'm up at night, right? Like you'd have to to do that. I don't know. I what don't you know. Do. I don't know. They, what you well, do, they but... eventually, yeah, they eventually stop sleeping altogether. And so, the, uh, reminder: they're running out of food, running out of water. They're not. Right, because they were only planning on being out here for so many days. For two days, I think. It was just for the weekend. And so now they're on four nights. So they're like on their fifth day, running out of food, running out of water, and yeah, obviously not sleeping well. And they were walking south, and they hit the log that they walked over two days ago. So they've been walking for two days or whatever. Okay. And it's a good no, 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 no. it's no, very no, bad. bad. No. It's very bad. They've walked in oh, one the log they were at two days they've ago, they've walked in one big circle. Oh, 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 so they're not closer to where they started no. originally. They're like in the no, woods from the time lost. when they said, Let's just walk no. south, they've now returned to the beginning of when they said that. <gasps> oh, no, and they really, they're they've really kind of started to lose it. Like, she's, Mike starts she's screaming, sobbing now, they're panicking. They're freaking out. Heather keeps She's saying, crying. not the same log, not the same log, not the same log, not the same log. It's oh, really bad. Oh, God. Oh, no. And then Josh starts filming Heather um, and, like, making fun of her. And he's like, want to make movies now? Want to make movies now? <gasps> like, being a real He, dude. like, has the camera in her face. And he's like, here's your, here's your role. You're scared. You're lost in the woods. Like... No one, no one's going no to come help you. No one's you. here to help like, you. And she's just crying and crying. What a douchebag. And I read that because this is all improvised. And that was him also just being a dick to her. <laughs> and she was oh kind God. of crying for real in that scene. No. Oh, my I, God. I I, one of the trivias was like they had to cut out a lot of that was because it seemed like Josh and Mike were just really ganging up on her right. in a way that was oh, like not no. fun to watch. Um, so they Jesus cut they Christ. cut out a lot of Josh, I think, because Josh was just a dick to Heather oh throughout God. the whole filming. And Mike is like begging them not to fight. He's like, I don't want to deal with fighting right now. Yeah, um, like this isn't helping. And then it's night number five. And so then they go to bed and then Mike and Heather wake up and Josh is gone. Uh, they he just he's just gone, and they like get out of the tent, and they're like screaming for him. And they're like, and and Heather's like, we've never gone out of earshot of one another. Where could he be? Um, Josh, Josh, <laughs> Josh, Josh. <laughs> and uh, then there's they cut to and Mike, they're loopy, and Mike is like, oh. Wicked Witch of the West. I love that line. Wicked Witch of the East. Which one was bad? And uh, she's like, Wicked Witch of the West is bad. So, like, we'll go East. Like, let's go I, East. I thought that was a really fun line. I loved it. What and a I also, way to determine how to move forward. So now they're going to move what else East. Are you gonna do? Which also, by the way, Wicked Witch of the North is the bad one. Or is the good one. Which the other two are 
actually both bad, but <laughs> spoiler for freaking Wizard of Oz. <laughs> so then they camp again. I don't know if I'm missing anything, but no, they camp I'm, again. I'm, they're talking more about what they would eat. They talk. She 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 talks about how she would love to drink a whole big bottle of Bordeaux, which resonated <laughs> yeah. with me. I was like, yeah. I want that too. Love yeah. that. He's I'd like, what's that. your favorite thing to do on a Sunday? And she's like, it used to be hiking. <laughs> she's like, I think that might change. Maybe don't love that anymore. No, thanks. So then it's night number six. Oh, God. They're in the tent and it cuts to middle of the night and they hear Josh screaming. Like mm-hmm. their friend screams from a distance. Um, he's the one who wasn't there when they woke up. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like he's being hurt. Yeah. So it sounds like he's screaming in pain. Um, they kind of are going out a little bit with their like flashlights and stuff, but not. It's kind of coming from all sides, right? That's the other thing with any sound that's happening at night is sound, there's keep saying it sounds like it's coming from every direction. So they can't yeah. quite follow where any of the sounds are coming from. They can't pinpoint where he is. So they go back in the tent. They can't sleep. They're just awake all night long. Then they're like in the morning, they're like, if that was Josh, he would have said where he was or whoever it was. It sounded like Josh. Like. Could have just been someone fucking with us. We don't know. Could be a coincidence that our friend went missing and then we heard someone <laughs> scream who sounded like him. But like, could be anything. Could be anything. Probably. Could maybe. be anything. Could be anything. And then they find another goddamn pile of sticks wrapped no. together outside their tent. <sighs> and Mike is kind of lost it. He's over in like the oh, corner. Mike starts of- doing the like rocking back and forth thing. <sighs> yeah. He's kind of no. just sitting by himself rocking kind of muttering to himself. And then he yells he found some cigarettes at the bottom of his bag. And so him and Heather share a cigarette and they are like just sitting smoking a cigarette. And then Heather goes back to the sticks to look through them. And she like opens up the stick pile and is opening it up and then sees that it's full of blood. No! And there's a little like sachet. Sa- what yeah, is a little word? satchel. A satchel? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, sachet? Uh, a sachet. Uh, <laughs> a sachet away? A sachet away? A sachet you stay? <laughs> um, <laughs> that's covered in blood that she like opens up and films herself opening it up with one hand. And inside is like hair and <gasps> blood. And ew, she's like screaming. It's, it's teeth. I looked at I looked it up because I couldn't actually see. I was really trying to make out what it was. You can Ew. see that it's like a bloody clump of hair and something. But it's Ew, it's actually teeth? it's teeth and it was actual teeth that they used from a dentist office. <laughs> really? I didn't even see teeth. I didn't see them either. Oh my God. But apparently it's teeth. And so she fucking freaks out and is screaming. Obviously. Um, but like hyperventilating, panic attack, (laughs) but she does not tell Mike because Mike, she Mm -hmm. can see is also not doing well, just as it is without knowing about the bloody hairy teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Wouldn't help him to be sure. No. So it's night number seven. Sun goes down. This is when we get our classic shot. 
that's this on the is cover. The famous shot. Beanie eyes. Beanie and eyes mm-hmm. and snotty nose. And mm-hmm. she is doing a little confessional, basically, to the camera, kind of a um, little last message just in case, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry to Mike's parents. I'm so sorry to Josh's parents. I'm so sorry to my parents. This is all my fault. I'm so scared. I'm so scared. I think we might fucking die out here. And I don't know what's going to happen. And this is all my fault. And I'm just I'm just so sorry to everybody that I made us do this. She's crying. Snot's right. pouring out of her nose. <laughs> she looks to... I can only think of also a scary movie. Just the spoofs on this. <laughs> <laughs> there have been so many parodies of it, it's hard to take it seriously. <laughs> um, and then she kind of... Oh, the, the line that I wrote down, because I thought it was such a good line, is, I'm scared to close my eyes. I'm scared to open them. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh. She kind of turns and is like, what, what was that? What was that? What was that? She's so on edge. Um, and she hears what could be Josh, like the screaming again, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then her and Mike start moving towards trying to find him. They're like kind of running now with the cameras. Every, like f- starting from this point, it's just kind of like nonstop movement. Like from here on mm-hmm. out, it's just running. And it's nighttime, remember, so it's pitch pitch black except for where the lights of the camera are showing. And so, yeah, they come across a house. Super, like, dilapidated, rundown house. And it's um, moving between Heather's camera and Mike's camera at this mm-hmm. point. And you keep hearing um, Josh screaming for them. Mike's going after Josh. Um, Heather's screaming for Mike because she keeps losing him. They go inside this house Hell no, my going house is inside so this fucking house at this scary. point. It's like textbook the scariest house you could imagine. Don't fucking go in that house. Wait till daytime <laughs> Don't go in at that least. House. But they think they hear Josh screaming inside the house. So they go in. Right, which makes it a little bit more realistic that they would actually go inside. Yeah. So they go inside the house. The house is fucking scary. Um it's they run upstairs. When they're upstairs, they see all these baby handprints, like tiny, tiny, bloody handprints, handprints all over the walls, and also like runes. Oh no! Yeah. No. So they hear it upstairs, but then they think they hear him downstairs. So like Mike's running after Josh, hearing him upstairs. Heather's running after Mike, and then they get separated, right? Mm-hmm. And so she's upstairs. Yeah. And looking around upstairs, and it's just like everywhere the camera pans, you expect to see something pop out. So it's a very frightening scene. It's just, you're so on edge. (laughs) And then, yeah, she hears something from downstairs and runs down. And she's like, I hear you, I hear you, I hear you. Goes down into, uh, is it a basement? I think it's a basement, yeah. Like it's below ground now, but she has Mm -hmm. the light from her camera. And uh, is running so crazy and turns the camera and you see Mike not holding his camera, just standing, staring at the corner of the wall. No, 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 no. Yeah. And that's the final scene. And then then, no, something hits her. Oh, and her camera camera falls and it just shows the wall. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And also before this, also before this, Mike, Mike had something had hit Mike. So you'd had Mike's camera and oh, he'd been hit and his, his camera, camera had fallen falls first. 
his camera falls and then she's running after Mike and then she pans and you just see him standing in the corner staring at the wall, just staring at the wall. And then her, something hits her and her camera falls. Yep. And then the movie's over. Credits. Oh, my God. Um, so wow. I will say I was incredibly disappointed. I wanted to see that nasty ass witch. I was really. Yeah. We never got a single shot of the witch. No, and apparently there was supposed to be a shot of the witch when when they're running in the woods. Apparently there was a person standing in costume in the robe looking ah! fucking scary like off to camera and they were supposed to t- pan to it but they didn't and then they did never reshot it and so damn we were supposed to get a glimpse of the witch but we never did and i totally usually like you know never seeing the thing we've talked about this before there is something scarier to not seeing the thing but i think in this situation i would have liked a little a little peek at that thing a little glimpse <laughs> a little glimpse yeah uh the movie the the movie was more about being scared about getting lost i would say i mean that so, was actually kind of like the scarier thing in a way so then yeah, the, the idea is at the end of the movie like when people sent condolence letters to these families that like something happened to them at the end of this movie and we don't know but they're probably dead yes i think so but also they they disappeared um but so the mr parr thing that's mentioned at the beginning who like makes little boys stare at the corner of the room when he kills them i kind of got the impression and this might be totally wrong but that the witch maybe kind of puts a trance on people and makes them maybe kill for her and she's not doing the killing and so i was kind of imagining it interesting i I was imagining it at the end as like mike is now under a trance i don't know that i I don't know Mm, but i kind mm of it's like loosely enough that it doesn't really definitively say anything but it's also enough of a tie that it kind of makes it feel related it could also be that mr pyre and the witch are just the same thing yeah 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 people are just creating like mythology about spooky scary things that have happened and like they just like a murder different names to it yeah right um but that was relevant. I mean, in the beginning, that he specifically said that he would kill someone and make well, them and that in the wasn't originally so. in it, and they had to go back and add in that line because it originally didn't include that and ended the same way, and the test audiences were too confused, and so they had to add that in just to have one line to kind of a connection link, point link yeah. it to. Yeah, weird. Um, yeah, so I feel very, um, happy that I have now seen this movie. Seems like something to to check off the bucket list, if you know what I mean. (laughs) Definitely a classic. Definitely a classic. And it's short. It's only a a little over an hour. easy, scary, game changer. I'm mad I didn't make it. I'm mad that this wasn't Mm -hmm. my idea. And... Well, one day you'll go back in time, kill Hitler, and then make this movie. Yeah. Praise be. Praise be. Um... Merry podcast, everyone. Merry podcast. <laughs> um, what's our next one? 
We've announced. Oh my it, god, so it's Mandy, guys! I'm really, Mandy. I'm really excited. Oh no, one thing that I did want to say is that this episode will come out the day after Emily's birthday. So everybody, wish Emily a happy belated birthday! Oh my god, happy birthday! Happy birthday. Thank birthday. you so much. So much. Thank you so much. It will be my birthday, and thank you so much for wishing me a happy birthday. <laughs> um, you know. I thought it'd be, I don't mind having a birthday in quarantine. It's not too bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be all right. Going to have a big birthday Zoom. <laughs> a big birthday Zoom. We're going to make some cocktails and have a big birthday Zoom and it'll be all right. And on that note. On that note. Note. On that note. On that note. On that note. Um, we love you all. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast. And goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Goodbye. Hi, everyone. Emily here. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. If you are enjoying our episodes here in this quarantine time, please. Do subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow us on social media at TSDW Podcast on Instagram and Twitter and Stardust. And hopefully, most important thing, you are staying safe and healthy and sane as much as you can. We are thinking of you. Hopefully, we will all make it out of this soon. Thanks for listening to the very, very end. Love you so much. Bye.